0: Welcome to Thoughts on the Market. I'm Andrew Sheets, Chief Cross-Asset Strategist for Morgan Stanley. Along with my colleagues, bringing you a variety of perspectives, I'll be talking about trends across the global investment landscape and how we put those different ideas together. It's Thursday, June 13th at 2 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time. Last Friday, the U.S. economy produced significantly fewer jobs than expected, and markets cheered. The S&P 500 jumped 1.1%, capping its best four-day run all year, credit spreads tightened, and bond prices rose. A very specific type of reasoning drove these moves. Bad is now good, as poor economic data will make it more likely that the Federal Reserve will reduce interest rates and boost markets. How much more likely? Bond markets now expect the Federal Reserve to cut rates by three-quarters of a percent over the next 12 months. We strongly disagree with this bad-is-good logic and the line of reasoning behind it. The expectation that easing central bank policy to offset weaker data is at odds with both a wide reading of historical data, and monetary theory. But since many in the market disagree, it feels timely to restate our case. The first thing to note here is that there are actually quite a few instances where markets faced a backdrop of weakening economic data and lower or easing central bank policy. That's no coincidence. Central banks have usually lowered interest rates when economic data is weakening, attempting to provide an offsetting force. So how did this go? There are many ways to define these periods, but for simplicity, let's define them as instances where the central bank had reduced interest rates over the prior three months and the unemployment rate was stagnant or worsening. We looked at this over the last 30 years. So how did things fare? In the U.S., only 38% of these months saw the S&P 500 post above-average returns, a win rate that if it were a baseball team, would put it near the bottom of the current MLB standings. In the U.K., the experience was similar, with the FTSE posting above-average returns only 42% of the time. That's not a great historical record for the argument that bad data is actually a good thing. But we also think that there are theoretical arguments to be suspicious about this idea. First, Most economists agree that monetary policy works with a lag, perhaps as long as 12 months or more. If that's the case, lowering interest rates today might not have an impact on the economic data until the middle of 2020. Second, weaker economic data has a major impact on confidence, which can cause both consumers and businesses to pull back and also make investors less willing to pay up for future growth. No economist, at least none that we've met, will tell you that central bank policy is intended to eliminate swings in the business cycle, but rather to simply try to dampen these effects. With that said, what would qualify as good news and make us more positive? Well, that's simple, better data. As strongly as we believe in the dangers of rooting for weaker data to bring lower interest rates, we believe strongly that markets will ultimately prefer stronger global data, even if it means interest rates going up. That remains our view and our operating framework. And it also links together the historical periods where interest rate cuts were most helpful to markets, notably in 1995 and 1998. Now it's just a matter of seeing what that data brings. Thanks for listening, and I'll be back next time for more of my thoughts on the market. The preceding content is informational only and based on information available when created. It is not an offer or a solicitation, nor is it tax or legal advice. It does not consider your financial circumstances and objectives and may not be suitable for you.